0: Today's podcast is brought to you in part by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash argument, or click the Audible link on our website, profaneargument.com. Over 180,000 titles to choose from, from your iPad, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player.
1: Welcome, everyone, to the Profane Argument Podcast for Tuesday, May 16th, 2017. My name is Ray, and along with me are... I'm Karen. I'm Jared. And we are going without Ian today, but uh, that is because he is working at his polling station, this being a uh, the primary voting day.
0: I so fucked up my voting today. Oh, no. Oh, really? I had gotten a notice about two weeks ago from somebody saying, Hey, make sure you remember to vote on the 16th. And I was like, Oh, shit, thanks. And the, she said, oh, here's a list of all the candidates and their party lines and everything like that. I was like, awesome. So I looked at it. I said, okay, May 16th. Got to remember May 16th. So I drove to the poll today, getting ready to vote, and I was voting straight Democrat. I didn't give a shit what any of these people's <laughs> platform was. Uh, I just figured if you were willing to align yourself with the Republicans, then you were probably aligning yourself with Donald Trump. And that was a safe bet for me. And Oops. uh also, I had to vote for my Aunt Debbie for district magistrate. So I didn't want to fuck that up. She's a Republican, though. <laughs> so I get in there, and I go to the machine, and they have all the the people listed, but they don't have their parties listed. And I didn't remember anything off that sheet. If I had brought it, it would have been a different story. So I had a real dilemma. As I was sitting there, I'm like, oh, shit, should I just not even vote now? Because, uh, you know, I don't know who's who's <laughs> who. But then I said, you know what? If I just pot shot it, I might hit a couple Democrats. So... <laughs> That's what I did.
2: Well, um, they 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 were all Democrats. What's this that? A, they were all Democrats. This is a primary.
0: Well, no, because I was also voting for school board and, and oh, stuff like sure. that. yeah. So, oh, so good. Anything else I voted for was all Democrats. Yes. Okay, then I'm happy with that.
2: <laughs> I mean, judges usually declare Republican or Democrat, but yeah, you know, anything school board, all that stuff. Yeah, no, mm. it's a bit of a crapshoot. Well, that's what it
1: was for me. <laughs> you spent some time actually trying to find people, didn't you Ken
2: I did. I searched Daughters of the American Revolution did a thing on some of the judges. I looked at uh, um, the local cable access channel did some background stuff on uh, the school board. not a lot and not a gr- great deal of information. I mean I know one of the guys that's on the school board and he seems like a you know a nice dude so I went with that. <laughs> but yeah I, I did some research but th- there's it's fairly thin information. Unless you're willing to sit through a two-hour CNET video, and I tried. I really did, <laughs> honest. It, it was a bit much, though. Huh. So I scrubbed through it a little bit and listed some of it, and, and you know, I think I
1: made good choices. Yeah, I had an easy time. I, uh, I'm registered independent, so I really don't get to vote on anything. Ta-da! <laughs> yeah. Ah.
2: It was I would surprise don't I, even listen. get to vote on, like, the school board, though.
1: I, I might have been able to, actually. I should have probably gone in and checked, but I didn't.
0: I was convinced that I was registered Republican for a long time hmm. to vote for my friend Debbie for district magistrate. She made me registered Republican so I could vote for her. <laughs> um, and it's somewhere along the line. It must have changed because I was able to vote for Bernie in the primaries. Yeah. Hmm. And, and as soon as I walked in today, I thought I was going to get lynched because I you know, gave him my name and the woman goes, Democrat. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit.
2: <laughs> Ours were a little more subtle. They went D. Went, <laughs> D. Oh, D. Right. <laughs>
0: I don't remember them doing that when I voted for president.
2: No, not for the primary. I mean, they don't do it in the general election. But in the the primary, they need to figure out which ballot to give you. Oh,
0: Mm,
1: sure, sure. So uh, the first thing I wanted to bring up was something from uh, one of the people who regularly listens to the show. Uh, A friend of ours uh, named Kurt, his wife is registered as a Republican. And she got in the mail. A Trump agenda survey. Have you have you heard about that? Well, I know Karen has. Jared, yeah. have you heard about this?
0: This isn't the survey that was out a few months ago on his website, is it? This Maybe. was it I all about. It, it was like these very leading questions, like, "Do you think the media is unfair to Christians and stuff like that?" Yeah,
1: yeah, pretty much. Okay, so, so this, yeah, then I'm it, kind of aware. <laughs> <laughs> it is an 11 question survey, and then it has a donation area, so mm-hmm. you can donate. 25, 50, 100, 250, 500, $1,000 or other. And the questions are like the the second question is it's not even really a question. It's rank the following 12 things in order that you want to see them done. And it's build a border wall, reverse Obama's unconstitutional executive orders, (laughs) re equip and rebuild our military, reduce federal regulation to cut corporate tax rates. I mean it is it is really amazing. Uh question number 3, are you in favor of major federal investments or rebuilding the country's infrastructure of roads? Well, yes. Right.
0: To, to private companies. I mean, uh- yeah. <laughs>
1: Should President Trump issue an executive order to suspend governmental unions so that he can quickly move to fire federal employees found to be unnecessary, incompetent, or unresponsive to their mission of serving the American people.
2: I'm gonna go with no on that one. <laughs> this is
0: unbelievable. Uh,
1: but yeah, all these questions are like that. I just found it amazing. And they're all they're all basically, well, how do you feel about how strongly do you want the president to do this? Mm.
0: Not doing. Mean, I, yeah, I don't want him. I don't want to get you- too buried into the Trump stuff because I know we're doing it later. Mm-hmm. So, is this a re-election thing or is this like a current thing? Because I know he's doing re-election <laughs> stuff too, right?
2: This, this, this is. It feels more like a, I don't know what to do. Can you tell me what to do?
1: Yeah, it's more kind like a. What, what do you think should he should do first?
0: Oh, okay, okay. Because I know he's raised some ungodly amount of money already for re-election, right? Like sixty million or something, something crazy.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's
2: been doing rallies already and raking in a whole bunch of money.
0: All right. I, this is so confusing. I just, yeah. This
1: does have a donation part on it. So yeah, he, that, yeah that's, a,
0: that's what made me ask if it was a reelection thing. Oh, yeah, Maybe well, it's just like, hey, well, while we're asking you this, do you want to donate to the 2020 campaign?
2: Actually, it's a money grab and make you feel like you, um, you have a say in what he does. Listen, <laughs> if
0: there's any Trump supporters listening to this show, <laughs> don't give that fucker any more money. All right. Please, Please save your money. <laughs> You're going to need it to keep warm during the apocalypse you got to burn those bills <laughs> <laughs> we uh we we'll get to why
1: a little later yeah. but first yeah, but first, I wanted to get into some state news, some things that came up in the uh, atheist-related headlines.
0: Hey, wait a minute. No Bible questions? This is my chance to get ahead of you. <laughs> <laughs> just, well, just kidding. Yeah, we just can't <laughs> finish
1: it up again. Uh, we've, like I said, we don't have many left, but uh, I didn't think it would be fair. So. uh start off in Alabama. The Alabama Senate has approved constitutional amendment to put the Ten Commandments displays in schools. The Senate voted 23 to 7 uh, last Thursday to allow the Ten Commandments to be placed in front of public schools. The The next step is the House of Representatives in the state would need to have at least 63 of the 105 members to approve it. There are 72 Republicans. Yeah,
2: so it's probably going to go through.
1: Yeah, it's, it's going to go through. Well, it's one of those things that Freedom From Religion Foundation, that's why we fund them. I was yeah. just about
0: to ask, when are they going to jump in?
1: Yeah. Uh, probably the moment it goes up. I don't think they could actually do much until something goes up. I mean, they probably could, but they'll have a lot higher standing if they wait until then.
0: Yeah. I'm sure they've got all their briefs ready. So. Yeah, I guess Likely. there's not a lot of Muslims in Alabama.
1: <laughs> or Jews, <laughs> for that
0: matter. <laughs> well, do, are Jews... Do, does the Ten of Commands fall in with Jews, too? Yeah. It yeah does, okay. Yeah. You should know that. Oh wait, no, you shouldn't. Never mind. Oh my God! Listen, I gotta. T- I know we don't have time for it, but I, I have to tell you about my Mother's Day dinner. It's maybe at the end of the show. We'll do an after okay. dark where I talk, where I find out about my bar mitzvah that didn't happen for my mother for the first time in forty two years. I hear this story.
1: <laughs> now I'm really curious, but okay, <laughs> let's get. To- uh, let's go to the next thing that I have is, um, I don't even remember what state this is in. That's, Oregon. uh, Oregon. Yeah. Uh, secular celebrants. Hey, this is a good thing are on the verge of being able to, uh, do marriages in the state of Oregon house bill 2113. They're getting very close to getting it passed and it'd be another state where you can be a secular celibate and be able to perform marriage ceremonies.
2: All right. So that's the, not a judge, not a religion, but a lay person who has special training
1: <laughs> yeah yeah okay. exactly now again we i don't know how much we discussed this on the on the show but we we actually didn't have that much of a problem but we also got married in vegas yeah. so we were married by a priest but we said hey could you leave all that priestly stuff aside and he went all right yeah <laughs>
0: wait a minute if so if i were to get married next year i can't just say hey man i want my friend brian to do it for the." i want him to do the ceremony
1: no, so, not to you, have it legally recognized, no.
0: You're Supposed- fucking kidding me!
2: No. Supposedly, uh, Pennsylvania allows for humanists to become, um, so they can perform d- marriages, but there's, I think there's one in Harrisburg. If you look it up, Google it, there's one dude in Harrisburg that'll do it, so.
0: <laughs> okay, so okay, but if I actually say I went down to the Justice of Peace and got it done down there. Yeah. Yeah. Then A judge. I, then, right. So, but then when I have my own ceremony, I can have anybody I want to do it. Oh Oh, sure.
2: At that point, okay, okay. No, no. At that, that, at that point, that person is not marrying you. That person is performing a celebratory thing.
0: It's not
1: legal. The judge is the person that actually marries you. That's insane. Well, I guess like like our, kind of makes our, sense, but our friends who got married—they got married in the Grand Canyon. So mm-hmm. we we all flew out in a helicopter to the Grand Canyon. We landed in the Grand Canyon. He, he did the whole ceremonies, and it was the pilot, uh, the photographer, them, and us, two couples, yeah. right? Because that's all you can fit in a helicopter. And they did the whole thing. And then on the way back, he's like, "Okay, now let me explain to you something. Uh, you're not married yet." <laughs> he's he's like, "My license doesn't allow me to marry anyone in Arizona." I only have a Nevada state license, so we have to wait till we cross over the river for me to actually marry you. Right. And for it to be legal. So we cross over the river. He turns around and goes, Do you? Do you? Yeah? Okay, you're married now. (laughs)
0: <laughs> actually, side note: You two live exciting lives. What the you're, <laughs> what the hell? Getting married in Vegas? You're going down to the Grand Canyon? Is this what we it's actually, like to have a double income, no kids?
1: <laughs> <laughs> we actually, uh, we actually got married what two days before they did. It was the same trip to Vegas. <laughs> ah, no, they,
2: they got married the day before we did.
1: Oh, is that what it was? I couldn't yeah. remember. It was yeah. close.
2: Well, it was it was funny though because the priest the the priest actually started too soon, and the pilot said, "No, no, wait a second. We're not over the river yet. <laughs> Hold on." <laughs> Hold on. Okay, now he's like, "All right, now you're married." (laughs) As if somebody would know. Whatever. Right,
1: (laughs) but we were witnesses, so now we know it's legal.
2: True. He did wait until we got over the river. Uh, Somehow,
1: that's (laughs) way too similar to the whole uh, whatever it's called—the string over Manhattan that the Jews have to observe. It's it's this weird technicality. I don't know.
2: Well, that's because marriage is one of those weird. It's both a religious ceremony and a legal ceremony. Right. And if we could just get the religion part of it out, out of it, it would be much simpler. But then, uh, who wants to get married in front of a judge in a courtroom? That sucks.
0: <laughs> I'm surprised you two. You had somewhat of a ceremony, though, right? I saw pictures of you of uh, Ian wearing a kilt.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and stuff. this is true. So, w-
0: w- uh, explain that, you dirty heathens. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh so when we brought up the idea of of, that we were going to get married uh our friend craig said well you're going to go to vegas right because that's what we want to do we we had fun (laughs) with our other when ian got married in vegas we're like yeah we want to do that so immediately i'm like all right sure that works fine and then (laughs) was it him or someone else someone was like well you you're going to wear your kilt right (laughs) yeah so we ended up We ended up doing, like, I wanted to do a Gaelic-style wedding. So we called a couple places, and, yeah, one of the little chapels said, yeah, sure, whatever. And we said, well, okay, but we're atheist. And they went, all right, I'll tone it down.
0: (laughs) Nice.
2: All right. So we got married at the Wee Kirk of the Heather, and they wore their kilts, (laughs) and we went to an Irish place for an Irish bar for our reception. It was pretty awesome.
0: Pretty nice. If I were to get married, I think I'd like to do it that way, minus the kilt. (laughs) (laughs) and minus the marriage oh cue the rim shot (laughs) all right moving on missouri rick
1: bratton i don't know how old this guy is he looks like he's 12 but apparently he is a state representative from harrisonville in missouri he made the uh, mistake on the floor of the house in missouri he said when you look at the tenets of religion of the bible quran other religions there is a distinction between homosexuality and just being a human being wow he went on to explain how being a homosexual isn't like being a human being and uh yeah he's catching some quite a bit of shit about that
2: rightfully so
0: he looks very young
2: so
1: <laughs> this came up in the, the headlines of the Atheist News just because, man, he is making a lot of friends doing this.
2: Yeah. latent homosexuality in three, two, <laughs> one.
0: Yeah. He was looking to get a thing where you needed a father's consent before you can get an abortion, oh, except in cases of legitimate rape.
1: <laughs> oh, <no>. man.
0: <laughs> I really hate this dude. <laughs> He suggested college football players who refuse to play for political reasons should lose their scholarships? Where the fuck was this guy raised? 1646?
1: (laughs) (laughs) How do you—I'm a little confused. How does a college football player refuse to play for political reasons? What's Mm. going on there? I don't don't know know what that's about. I mean, you should be able to protest—I don't know. That's a different—I think that's a different argument. But the legitimate rape thing, that just throws you off in any case.
0: Well, you know, women's bodies have ways of shutting that down. Uh, right now yeah pure science (laughs) just keep going
1: (laughs) (laughs) i wanted to mention this case because when it came up i'm like i don't even understand that why this is a thing but apparently in new jersey chris christie has rejected a measure to ban child marriage just so we're clear there was a measure coming up in new jersey to ban child marriages in new jersey and Chris Christie rejected it because he said that it would conflict with religious customs.
2: Well, for so uh, what ages? So he's, under the uh, age of eighteen. Okay, so he vetoed the measure, sending it back to the state legislature, saying it should have an exception so a judge can approve marriages for sixteen and seventeen year olds.
1: Eh.
0: Are there any religions that require them to get married that early?
1: Well, apparently this is um, – so this is on AOL.com, and I'm not going to be able to remember the guy's name, but he's a uh, – I think he's a member of the Young Turks.
0: Well, that, that's what i say. They are playing a Young Turks video on here.
1: Yeah, it auto plays. I really yeah. don't
0: like it when the people do
1: that. Yeah, so I'm trying to get all the details. But what they're saying is that girls as young as 12 are being married.
2: Well, that's obviously bad. He's But he's asking for an exception for 16- and 17-year-olds.
0: Through and, a judge, it's not awful. Through a judge,
1: yeah, right. But he's but he's specifically asking for it and denying the the original motion because it conflicted with religious customs. So he's saying, as long as you're religious, you can marry off your kid underage.
2: So that I don't agree with, obviously, but I can mm. understand circumstances. Well, so look at a you know a good Catholic family. They've been Catholic for generations. The daughter ends up. She's 17 and she's pregnant. They're going to want to get those people married. And if the 17-year-old is can stand in front of a judge and, and say, yes, I understand. Yes, I, I know what I'm getting into. I would like to marry this person that is the father of my child. We would like to be married when the child is born. I'm, I'm okay with that. That's not unreasonable. There are 17-year-olds that are mature. Now, you, when you get any younger than 16, that definitely got a problem with it. But there are mature 16 and 17-year-olds that can make that decision. I think <laughs> I'm not I'm not, you know, 100 percent on this, but
1: right. I suppose I can see that I don't have a really strong argument against it. The only I mean, if those exceptions are. But here's the the problem. So say you have an anecdotal situation where you have parents who are, you know, marrying off their kid. The, the, the girl is 16. So now she's legal enough to be married off. We're going to marry her off to this 32 year old. In order to establish, you know, something good for our family, some mm-hmm. money thing going on.
2: Then you're putting the life of that child in the hands of a judge to make a good decision. And some judges will make bad decisions. So, yeah, that's the problem with it.
1: Yeah. I, I don't like it, but I understand where you're coming from. And I guess he's not as wrong as I initially thought, maybe.
2: I think his his reasoning is wrong. I think the reason that he stated that it's a ban with yeah. conflict with religious customs is not a valid justification. But I think there are other arguments that you could make. Right. So.
1: So, Jared, do you know the, this guy's name? I can't find it. The guy who's in the video? Young Turk guy?
0: Well, I didn't want to watch. The, is there a way I can mute this? Hold on. Okay. Because <laughs> I see Anna and she is with Shank Uger. There you go. Yeah, I know. it's a, It's a hard name to pronounce. <laughs>
1: So, they have some information in this video I actually watched earlier today. This was a little surprising to me. Between the years, 2000-2010, 248,000 girls under the age of 18 were married in the United States. Oh, in in the United United States.
2: States. Girls or children?
1: Girls under the age of 18. Okay. The ages range from 12 to 17. Wow.
2: See, yeah, that's wrong.
1: Yeah, see, that's Mm -hmm. way more than the people in your situation that you describe.
2: Sure. I mean, I can see definitely that if, you, if you're if you going to put an arbitrary line in, 18 is the place to put it. And anything else below that is is fuzzy. And if you don't want things like this to happen, then yes, just make it 18 and be done with it. Because otherwise, if you leave open for this exception and that exception, it's just a foot in the door and the whole problem where there's just exception. And I mean, so if a culture that traditionally has arranged marriages um they move to this country and they marry their child off it's traditional for them to do that it's traditional for their culture because they move to this country we we, do we decide that we're not going to allow them to do that and i'm okay with the answer being yes
0: see i'm that's a little fuzzy because then it's like because culture and religion start to get blurred they do you know if it's a culture thing sorry sucker you're living in our country now yeah you know you're following our rules you're paying our taxes you got to follow our rules. But we have this tricky religious freedom thing. <laughs> so right. now if you're saying it's part of your religion, I guess you can marry your 12-year-old off? I don't know. No. I don't like it. No. I like that he at least states, you know, 16 and 17. If he was like, eh, maybe throw in a couple 12-year-olds while I'm there. I don't know. But ugh, just no, don't I, do it I, in the first place. Arranged <laughs> marriages is sickening. The,
1: really, the place where we need to draw a line is there are some of these marriages that outside of the marriage, if those two two were dating, it would be considered statutory rape.
0: Mm. Right.
1: And if that's the case, I think it's still statutory rape. Yeah, that's that is a thing. It doesn't matter if like, your parents you, have s- signed you over.
0: Yeah. yeah, but say you do marry them, and now they're saying under law you can't have sex with your wife? Because she's right. too young. I, I mean, that's such a weird... Th- it's God, that's all over the fucking place. I but don't think you, that marriage should exist in that case. Well, I yeah. agree, but...
2: And you get into the whole argument, well, it's not statutory rape, because according to my culture and my religion, she's now my property. I can do whatever I want to her. So yeah, the whole slippery slope argument is, you know, it's huge. No, I think we we do need to have a rule in this country that, I've changed my mind, that 18 is the limit and no exceptions. Because once you start letting exceptions, then you've got an equality problem, and you can't do that. So,
0: You know what All this right. sounds like to me? Chris Christie's a Muslim lover. <laughs> Start passing that around. <laughs> that way, he won't head up the FBI soon.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty sure somebody just gave him a donut. and Said, "Could you say these words?"
1: So it was funny because now you've you've made the argument that I was trying to make and couldn't find the words for it. So thanks. <laughs> sure. And finally, and I don't have the article open, so I'm going to rely on you, Karen. Okay. Um, the, in Oregon, there was a reporter who was fired from his job mm-hmm. for doing his job.
2: Right. So it, at the Portland State University campus newsletter, The Vanguard, they had an editor that was following an interfaith conference and a Muslim Responded to a question in the affirmative stating that under Quranic law, being a non believer is considered criminal in countries that impose it. And he added, So in that case, you're given the liberty to leave the country. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. So if you go to a different country, but in a Muslim country, a country based on Quranic law, disbelieving or being an infidel is not allowed, so you will be given the choice. In other words, apostates and atheists can either choose to leave or suffer the consequences where such strict interpretations of the law are imposed. In other words, he said that apostates. You can leave or um, lose your life. So this reporter tweeted, and he said, At Portland State Interfaith Panel today, the Muslim student speaker said that apostates will be killed or banished in an Islamic state. That's all he did. He repeated what this guy said in, a, you know, Twitter-sized chunk. And he was fired because he said it.
0: Was he fired under pressure? from people bitching about it or was they just a fired him for doing they it? they just fired
2: him and they fired him and it's this is a, a story that we've seen a couple of different times in the past of um especially in colleges of the left going too far and why do you know why are you re- repressing this guy's freedom of speech and all he did was repeat somebody else's words because you don't like the content of what that person said doesn't mean you get to censor him and he's so just they, repeating.
0: So they fired him quickly to, because they probably assumed they would be getting backlash. Yes. Well, he'll probably have a guest spot on Bill Maher next week. Yeah, I'm thinking he probably will. <laughs> yeah. This is the kind of shit that him and Sam Harris love to rail on the left about which i kind of agree with them well yeah.
1: especially at universities universities are the places where people are supposed to be able to go and speak that's where you go to hear different points of view to, to-
0: not these days <laughs>
2: yeah it's something that bill Maher rails on periodically you know that you can't tell off-color jokes and you can't tell jokes that are you know in the slightly
0: sexist well they're they're all about censorship now yeah it's it's crazy. College has changed. I mean, I you guys see it more than I do. Is has it is that how it is over at Penn State? Not really.
2: I don't really no, see it, it at it's the Pennsylvania. university. Pennsylvania,
0: they don't give a shit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't. There have never been any protests. There's never been any uproar about somebody coming to speak. I mean, we're in the middle of Pennsylvania, so it's hard to get people to come here in the first place.
0: <laughs> right. R- Richard Spencer not flying out there with torches, torches in case you're <laughs> going to take down some Confederate monument. No. No. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Milo's not showing up, so. It has not been an issue yet, but I, they are not particularly conservative and not particularly liberal in their responses to things. They t- they t- tend to be fairly balanced. So
0: maybe there's because they got some real shit going on at that college. <laughs> yeah, that's true. With people dying and 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 coaches touching yeah. kids. There's a lot going on. There's not enough time to think about political stuff. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> they have enough things to protest. Agreed. Uh, so that is all that I have in the state-related news. However, I do have a few things that I wanted to talk about in international news.
0: Hey, wait! Before you go on to international news, did sure. you guys hear about that thing with Richard Spencer down in Virginia? No. Okay. Do you know what Richard Spencer is? No. Richard Spencer is the head of the alt right. Oh. Okay. He he's the oh, yeah uh,
1: yeah that guy yeah yeah.
0: The guy who got punched guy. in the face on inauguration day.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, that was the, yeah. That was a, that was a good thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I remember people a lot of a lot of really really left leaning liberals were debating whether it was okay to punch a Nazi in the face and <laughs> blah blah blah. And then I watched this uh, United Shades of America on yeah. CNN. it's w- a
1: good series. What's his name? W Kamal. Kamal.
0: Yeah, and he something. he was he interviews Richard Spencer in that, and it's pretty graphic the stuff that spencer says mm. and just a little bit that i i didn't even get through the whole episode yet but i watched the beginning where he was at one of his uh rallies in washington dc i say punch every nazi you see in the face because <laughs> these people re- just repeatedly punch them over and over again they deserve it but as of recently if, about three or four days ago some town in, in virginia was going to take down a uh some confederate statue or something like that saying like you know it's enough time we need to get rid of this shit some judge came in and put an injunction on it for six months to let them think about it then richard spencer showed up with the alt-right assholes and were protesting it obviously and the chant that they were doing was really weird uh they said you will not erase us russia is our friend oh whoa and we are here to stay or something like that that was during the day and then when it rolled into night they actually brought out torches And we're standing around and chanting and shit like that. And then luckily, a fight broke out amongst them. (laughs) Because apparently they can't decide if they should hate everybody plus Jews or just Jews or something like that. It is ridiculous. But anyway, Richard Spencer is a piece of shit. (laughs) That's really what I'm trying to surmise here.
1: (laughs) So I will say that I am okay if you want to punch a person who is outspoken Nazi, as long as you're willing to put up with the assault charges that are likely to be followed. (laughs) Yeah, like yeah. it is still illegal to just go up and punch people.
0: <laughs> yeah, but if you're willing to pay that charge or whatever little small amount of jail time you might get, I say do it. Oh, I hate that guy. Okay, I'm sorry. Go on to international.
1: <laughs> Morally, I think you're okay. <laughs> yeah, well, and it, it, it's uh, it's W. Kamal Bell, by the way. That's his name. I, yeah. Yeah.
2: So there's been a couple of um Confederate monument removals recently. That seems to be a a thing right now. Hopefully, they can get rid of all of them.
0: The funny thing is, though, is that Richard Spencer and the alt right claim. That they're not racist. They're just white nationalists. They're proud to be white. Yet, whenever something comes up about the, you know, down south in the Confederacy, they lose their shit over it for some reason. Yeah. That makes no sense with their argument. I hate these guys because they're dressed, they're they're really modern day KKK and they come at you wearing nice suits and trimmed beards and shit like that, but they're Mm -hmm. fucking scumbags.
1: (laughs) Agreed. Wow. Uh, So. International news. Indonesia. I wanted to talk about this. I think we mentioned it last time, but we mentioned it really quick. In Jakarta, the governor of Jakarta, whose name I'm probably going to butcher, Basuki Tajahaja Purnama. There good you go. Effort, good effort. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think he goes by Ahok, or Ahok. In any case, he has been found guilty and sentenced to two years in jail for blasphemy against Islam. Uh this was on May 9th and it was a uh, harsher than expected ruling which okay <laughs> and what he did did you guys hear what he did just no. what he all he did no. was he quoted he took a quote out of the Quran that and I don't have the quote in front of me but it it basically was a statement saying how you can accept people who are not muslim because he's not muslim uh, he is Christian, so he is a Christian who took a quote from the Quran and used it in his political campaign <laughs> in order to tell voters it's okay for you to vote for me, even though I'm a Christian.
0: Hmm.
1: Uh, wow. That was that that got him two years in prison for blasphemy.
0: Wow. Now I'm not really up to date on my Indonesian news these days, but <laughs> I, I'm curious if this guy has been ruffling any other feathers for them to pick that one thing and do that to him. You know, like they were looking for a reason to get rid of him, maybe. Yeah,
1: what, it seems likely. It, it does seem likely, but I don't see any evidence of that. Right. I don't see anything that he seems to be a fairly well-liked person. Now, granted, he is a Christian, so I don't know. Maybe there was a lot of Muslim hatred because he sends he the to side toward Christian politics. I don't, I don't even, I don't know. I don't have any evidence of that. But the, the blasphemy that he was accused of was using a quote from the Quran inappropriately.
0: Hmm. That's light. that is light yeah and another reason not to leave this country or my state (laughs) or my goddamn house for that matter (laughs) uh
1: the next one is another blasphemy law and this is a somewhere that i wasn't even aware that had a blasphemy law new zealand has a blasphemy law Mm. Uh, apparently it has not been used in quite some time but uh if you violate the law the uh, penalty is imprisonment for a term not exceeding one year So you can be imprisoned up to a year, up to the uh, judge's ruling. It it came up in the ACT party had tried to have the law repealed. And the parliament, um, I'm trying to find this guy's name, Prime Minister Bill English, said that he doesn't think there's a great urgency about getting rid of it. He says that uh, he he saw some proposals uh, from parliament to get rid of a lot of old laws. They should just do them all together. So he is saying bundle them all up i'm not going to do these individually even though they're no longer relevant
2: as long as they actually do the bundling up
0: yeah that's fine yeah
2: i mean there's you know the stupid laws what was it somewhere in pennsylvania yeah if you drove your car at night you had to st- walk out front with a lantern or something retarded because <laughs> it was from <laughs> horse and buggy days it's still on the books and just it just needs to be purged so, so i guess a
0: lot of these countries don't have a uh an official separation of church and state type thing to even yeah. have a blasphemy law yeah, Even t- I mean, I understand where we supposedly have it, but these people, these cultures just come out, right? Like, nope, it's all fucking mixed together. I mean, especially like the prior story, <laughs> especially. Hmm. I
1: find that amusing because uh, I have a quote from David Seymour, who is uh, the leader of ACT, a opposition party in New Zealand. He says, New Zealanders cherish the fact that we have a strong separation between church and state. Hmm. So, when people discovered that there was a law that uh, meant you could spend time in jail for offending someone of religious persuasion, it came for, with widespread condemnation. So, he's making the argument that, look, the prime minister shouldn't be making this ruling. We should just get rid of this law because nobody likes it, and mm-hmm. we should get rid of it now. Uh, as a gesture of solidarity with Stephen Fry, Dawkins apparently tweeted out a quote from one of his books. That says the God of the Old Testament is arguably the most unpleasant character in all fiction, jealous and proud of it, petty, unjust, unforgiving, control freak, vindictive, bloodthirsty, ethnic cleanser, misogynistic, homophobic, racist, (laughs) and infanticidal, genocidal, filicidal, megalomaniacal, I don't think I pronounced that right. domesticistic, okay. <laughs> capricious, malevolent bully. And then he followed it up with, I will be at some place where he's going to be speaking. I will be there. Uh, so I will be available for arrest on a charge of blasphemy. <laughs> nice. So he's actually going to Ireland where Stephen Fry was being investigated for blasphemy. And he, uh, I, if, you, if you don't consider that blasphemy, I don't know what, what is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> is this uh, this Prime Minister Bill English, is this the same Bill English who makes awful pizzas with spaghetti on it that I learned from John Oliver? <laughs> was that
1: New Zealand? I think it was.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, I think it might have been.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, it probably is. Yeah, that was pretty horrific.
0: <laughs> and his awesome walk-run videos. I mean, uh, I know a lot about Bill English this week.
1: <laughs> oh, wow, that is the same guy. It's the exact same guy. That is so awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the same uh, Prime Minister who makes pizza by with canned spaghetti. As the sauce.
0: (laughs) Or as I guess they call it in New Zealand, tin spaghetti?
1: Yeah, Yeah. sure.
2: Tin macaroni.
0: Oh, That's hilarious.
1: So if you want to learn more about this guy, you can watch this week's uh, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. (laughs) The, uh, The last thing that I have is actually from Pakistan. The government of Pakistan has been sending out text messages to their citizens saying, Uploading and sharing of blasphemous content on the internet is punishable. Under the law, such content should be reported to... And it gives you the uh, gov.pk, the Pakistani governmental email address. And uh, it. so it's it's telling people to report anyone who is sharing blasphemous content on the internet.
0: Wow. Yeesh, that always works out well. Yeah. yeah.
1: This has spiked the conservative movements in Pakistan to basically create mobs more than they were previously. So... Yeah, things are good. I mean, not that anyone's heading to Pakistan anytime soon, or at least I hope not. No. None of us.
2: That's not one place I particularly want to go right now.
0: Yeah. No, but you know, it's funny because, and I hate to generalize anybody, but like that string of countries right there, India, Pakistan, and uh, Bangladesh.
2: (laughs) Afghanistan. Throw that in.
0: I guess you can throw Afghanistan in there. Like, they, (laughs) (laughs) it's so weird how like, because I know a lot of guys from Bangladesh and they claim that they're pacifists. But then, when it comes down to shit like this, they're like, I'm a pacifist, but you got what you deserved. Or, I'm okay with what happened to you, you know, if something like this happens. Huh. I'm, um, a, I'm a pacifist,
2: but apostasy is still
0: punishable by death? Yeah, like, they're like, well, I mean, I wouldn't do it, but, you know, I don't really... I'm not crying for that person Wow, who got killed. Cultural... I mean, it was, the same th- it was the same thing I told you... I remember I talked to him when uh, that guy shot up the nightclub down in Miami, and... Uh, I was talking to my, my Bangladeshi friend about it, and he was like, oh, I'm so mad because he made all those people go to heaven, and they're gay people. They're supposed to go to hell. Wow. And now he's going to hell. And I'm like, what? How long have I known you for? I'm like, really? I'm like, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but then he's like, Th- but then in the same token, he tells me, if you punch me in the face, I would never do anything. I'd never hit you back. <laughs> So I'm just, this is a crazy world. Crazy world we live in.
1: <laughs> the, one, uh, the one example that they had cited in this article of people rising up, apparently there was a Hindu man who was charged with blasphemy. A mob stormed the police station where he was being held, and a, uh, five people were wounded, and a 10-year-old boy was killed in their attempt to get at the Hindu man uh, in order to lynch him. Wow. So, yeah, the, the mob mentality, I mean, you can chalk it up a little bit to that, because once you get a, a big group of people riled up, they don't really pay attention to who gets hurt on the sideline. Mm-hmm. But, um, wow, I mean, to have the, the government itself spark this sort of thing is it's crazy. Downright irresponsible. Yeah. It's
0: hard to believe we're recording this in the year 2017. The yeah. future. <laughs> <laughs> and shit like this is going on. Yeah. Wow.
1: Off the international news and on to uh, something that uh, I think is kind of good. The Pew Research Center, Pew Reports, and Gallup Reports keep coming out showing that younger people are increasingly going to uh, filing as unaffiliated, recognizing themselves as a nun in uh, in religion. And uh, the latest Pew Research was from 2014. They separated out people who were born in certain years, and it was uh, from 1928 to 45, 46 to 64, 65 through 80, 81 through 89, and then 90 through 96. So the really, the, the, you're getting into the younger people, the, the older millennials, the younger millennials. If you look at those people, the Silent Generation, way back to 1928, <laughs> most of those people are recognizing themselves as being Christian. 30% evangelical Protestant. Uh twenty two mainline Protestant and we had eleven percent unaffiliated. Mm. If you go up into the nineties, those people are, are now thirty six percent unaffiliated.
2: Right. Yeah, it goes from unaffiliated eleven percent, seventeen percent, twenty three percent, thirty four percent, thirty six percent. So we millennials this, yeah, we, we we talked about this last week about yeah. the pushback and why the creasters the, the are, are getting worried and that's why.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. So most of the number, a lot of the numbers remain the same. The historically black Protestants, the Mm. Catholics have dropped like 33%, but evangelical Protestants have dropped 11%, but the unaffiliated are much more populous in younger millennials, which I just want to bring that up because, hey, it gives you a little bit of hope.
0: Yeah. I was about to say millennials did something good. This is crazy. I do like. I'm very happy though. The gigantic spike between the baby boomers and Generation X of six <laughs> percent.
2: Yeah. Well, I, I noticed that uh, mainline Protestants backslid one percent.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh sure, right. Mm.
2: Catholic hasn't changed much. Mm. Well, I, I wonder also if part of this is the willingness for people to actually say it out loud that they're unaffiliated.
0: That could be part of it.
1: Yeah, I would assume, because when you go back that far, if you go back to, like, the Silent Generation, uh, you're talking about people who lived through, like, the McCarthy era. Yeah. (laughs) You you couldn't say you weren't a Christian.
0: No, the stakes were a little different back then, so... Also, in modern times, though, millennials, as obsessed as they are with labels and shit like that, and proper nouns and pronouns and shit like that, they don't like to be boxed in to certain things at all, you know? So...
2: Well, that's like yeah, gender fluidity fluidity and all the things like that. It's it's not don't label anything.
0: Yeah, pronouns thing is a little dumb, but I'm with you guys on this one. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're doing all right. Keep this up. You're gonna have to leave leave me when I'm old.
1: (laughs) Along with that, uh, there was a Gallup poll, and I don't know where this is from, what time period. Um, So it starts back in '76. Through this year, and it shows the people who think that the Bible is the literal word of God has been shrinking very slowly, but it's shrinking. Uh, it was 38% back in '76, as high as what is that? 40% in '80, '84 time period. It is now down to 26%. Or I'm sorry, 24% of Americans, according to the Gallup poll, believe that the Bible is literally true.
2: But how could, well, I'm not going to get into that, but, but how can you b- believe something that contradicts itself constantly is literally true?
0: How can you vote for Donald Trump? <laughs> Good
1: question. <laughs> Along with that, the percentage of people that believe that the Bible was inspired by God has really not changed. Um, it has been fluctuating year to year, but I would consider that normal within the bounds of normal you know, percentage fluctuations. And the number, so the number of people who believe that it is a fable History, moral precepts recorded by man—that uh, number has gone up, doubled, but from thirteen percent to twenty-six percent in the same time period. Mm-hmm. Again, uh, gives me a little bit of hope. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I agree. So on to on uh, that positive note.
2: I don't like the title of this next one.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, Tom Price. Uh, these are the next few stories are all about the Trump's administration. Tom Price who is now the secretary of health and human services has said that to solve the heroin crisis we don't need to give people another drug to try and get them off heroin we need to pray more oh
2: god i gotta say though this article oh um, well, the first sentence is, on Tuesday, Health and Human Services Secretary Tom Price visited West Virginia with rehydrated Corpus Kellyanne Conway <laughs> to right. talk to local leaders about the op- opioid epidemic. <laughs> so this might be a slanted article. <laughs>
1: it's, a, it's a little biased. It's
0: a- <laughs> well, listen, If even if you didn't want to talk about this article, there's plenty of shit to say about Tom Price that I don't like. Agreed.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Again, this and is – a-
1: this is another one of the the Trump's administration who's been put in place in order to make smaller the what he's been put in charge of. Yeah. I mean, I mean yeah. there's no question about that.
0: No, well, yeah, he's, he's got all kinds of shady shit in his background about uh, investing in medical companies and then urging. Uh, he was like he was like an army guy, wasn't he?
1: Oh, I don't remember Tom Preston. I might have
0: my 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 shitty Trump surrogate stories <laughs> confused, uh, but. Either way trying to hear Tom Price go out and uh push that American Health Care Act and mm. how great it's going to be with that smug smiling rich fucking face of his. Yeah. Ugh, I hate him. Okay. <laughs> Back to this story praying away the heroin ep- yeah. epidemic. Yeah.
2: The I mean the only part of this that I'm not sure of is I don't know how I I I don't know how uh, successful methadone and suboxone assisted programs work. Because just like so many other things like that, I don't know if it has been corrupted to maintain people on those drugs so that they can charge Medicaid, things like that. Having
0: dealt with that okay, before, I, so. <laughs> I can tell you that you're right. They're, they're horrible. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It is just another way to get you hooked on another drug.
2: It's like the thing we were listening to the other day about people that get hooked on uh, – what, what is it? When they flush your kidneys? Oh, dialysis. 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 It was a a Vice article. They they actually didn't discourage people from getting kidney transplants, but they certainly didn't encourage them because it cut into their bottom line. So, you know, medical malpractice in clinics.
0: I mean, at least in the experience I had, like, you would think if they were giving you for instance, what I dealt, I, well, actually, no, I dealt with both of them, uh, that they would give the person the prescription and then say, well, okay, okay, now break it up, you know, and as you go along, and eventually you can get off of this. Mm. But what my girlfriend kept getting prescribed was the same doses of shit every time, and then it came to the point where she was selling off the, the pieces of that mm. to people, and it, it just turned into another drug. The only difference was you couldn't get high on it.
2: <laughs> it just maintained, so, yeah.
0: Right. And it's, I mean, listen, I'm, I've never done me- uh, heroin. I'm, I know it's fucking awful and bonds itself to you and all kinds of shit. But I had to get myself off of, uh, you guys ever hear of a Fexor? It's a, mm-hmm. it's a depression medicine.
1: I've heard, but I don't know of any of the side effects or anything like that.
0: Oh, well, I once ran into a drug rep one time at a party. And I mentioned to her that I was on a Fexor. And she goes, oh, my God, we call that side effects or uh, <laughs> because it has so many side effects. I was getting these things called uh, brain freezes. When I oh. tried, because I kept trying to not take it, like, I would go, like, three, four days, and you'd get these things where, you like, it felt like someone was shocking your tongue and your brain just, like, would flip out. Yeah. So uh, I had to go to a doctor, and he gave me he gave me another prescription for it, but he gave me detailed instructions on how to break Paper. them up at, at each time and where to do it, and eventually I got off of it. Hmm. You know? Again, I'm sure heroin is a lot harder than getting off of a Fexor.
2: But you get a tiny taste of what it could be like, yeah. Yeah.
1: And how do you think prayer would have worked?
0: <laughs> I think I'd still be having the brain freezes <laughs> Now, I, again, this clearly is a is a slanted article But do you think he just prayed while he was down there And this is getting twisted out of the way Where he's like, well, let me offer a prayer while I'm here Because I know all you yokel locals love this shit
2: Well, he is an asshole, so I'm not guessing anything
0: Yeah I mean, it's obvious that the the Trump administration doesn't give a shit really about the heroin epidemic Other than the fact that maybe they could lock some people up They don't really want to do anything about it
2: well they can lock people up so the private prisons can make money which funnel money to them they can right. they can keep people addicted to to drugs that you know methadone things like that and they figure they can get a buck off of that i'm sure they can and you know they will try
0: so or are they worried now because this is a thing that's affecting white people <laughs> <laughs> Good oh wait, to- jared kushner's on this right so this should be straightened up in a month or so
1: right yeah <laughs> oh, right <laughs> of course he I won't have know. a budget to work with because i'm sure that's on uh, price's agenda is to cut that budget and-
0: mm. oh it is <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh,
1: another one of uh, it's not a Trump appointee, but in kind of a way, it is. Oh. Pence. Pence gave a speech. Where was the speech at? But he gave the speech and said that uh, the the most persecuted religion was Christianity.
0: Uh, sorry about that. I clicked on the article and Mike mm. Pence started talking. Oh, yeah. of course.
1: <laughs> Silly it autoplay.
2: It was the World Summit in Defense of Persecuted Christians in D.C.
1: Oh my yep. god. And he declared that Christians are the most persecuted group on the planet. Because ISIS.
0: Come on. Come on.
1: If you get a chance to listen to it, feel free. I'm not going to talk about it too much. It's ridiculous. He, I'm sure he believes it. I don't have a doubt that he thinks that what he's saying is true. Yeah, sure.
2: (laughs) I'm sure he believes that he's out of his mind.
0: I got to tell you, if Trump does get impeached and it's starting to look that way, mm-hmm. you people cannot rest on your laurels because there is more fight in the <laughs> if yeah. this guy is president. It'll be a different fight. It's going to be different stuff. Good chance he won't blow us up, but there's still going to be some fighting to be done.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm curious how, well, we'll get into it later, but just how well they have insulated Pence from all the stupid stuff so that he doesn't get involved and wrapped up in all the stuff that's going on. He seems fairly insulated. Wow.
0: Yeah, he's the only one who doesn't pop up as doing shady shit. Oh. But he was a governor of a country or of a country. I mean a state. <laughs> right. And really like he had nothing to do with the uh with the campaign till Trump tapped him, right? He no. wasn't a surrogate. He wasn't out there stumping for him.
2: No, this was the evangelical Christians said, "You want Mr. Pence and Trump went, Oh yeah, I mean it was such an me? obvious move. Yeah.
0: This was his Sarah Palin to, you know, he's like, "I got to get these people." Yep. <laughs>
1: Along with the idea of uh, Trump's appointees tearing apart the government, Scott Pruitt, who is now in charge of the EPA, Mm -hmm. has dismissed five members of the major scientific review board and plans on replacing them uh, with—these people were academic scientists. He's going to be replacing them with reps from industries whose pollution is, is the cause of a lot of the EPA's problems. They're going to be pulling uh, uh, people from these companies, corporations who have been fighting the EPA and putting them in the EPA. That way we can get a real feel for how the EPA affects the corporations.
2: Good Lord. I'm not surprised,
0: but it's disgusting.
1: Yeah, it's just, it's what we knew was going to happen when Pruitt got in there.
0: Right. I blame Barack Obama for all of this. Hmm? <laughs> I do. <laughs> You're going to have to explain really that do. one. I really do. How's that?
2: We're not blowing the whistle.
0: Oh, no, 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 no. Hmm? This is Barack Obama's uh, fault because he made fun of Trump that one night at the White House correspondent dinner. Pissed him off. And Trump hates Barack Obama so much. <laughs> I heard this. It was a joke the other day where the, he, like, he literally is in there trying to just fuck everything up that he did, that Obama did. Obama did that. We're getting rid of that. To the point where he's like, Obama had apples in the White House? Get those fucking things out of here. I want peaches now in the White House. You know, it's like such petty shit. It's like anything that Barack Obama did that was good, Trump wants to dismantle. Mm. Saying if Barack had just kept his goddamn mouth shut that night, I think we'd have a different president right now.
2: He I, I could not have anticipated this. No, I know, I know. But yeah, I think he, he is, Trump is a petty, petty... Vindictive small man, so yeah, yeah, I think you're right.
0: I mean, I'm, ki- I'm honestly kidding, I'm not really blaming no. Barack Obama for this, but n- n- no, it's but I- this kind of shit. Like, I don't understand, like, just every g- this can this can this guy do one good thing? No, one fucking so. good thing? No, like, and I understand Pruitt's like a little minion, so I mean, in an extension, I blame Trump for this, even though you know, he, I mean, he just is like, whatever, Scott. Do whatever the fuck you want to the EPA while you're there. I do not care about it. Just make it easier for corporations to do shit. That's all I really want. Oh, and if Obama did something, reverse it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Exactly. On
0: to um, Trump. No. Yes, Wait, go ahead. No.
2: Did you see, uh, did, there was a story that I just remembered that you didn't have in here. Did you see, what's her name, Calista um, Gingrich, what her new position is going to be in the mm. Trump administration?
1: No, no.
2: <laughs> She's going to be um, the what is it? The, the envoy, the ambassador, ambassador to the Vatican. Oh. Now let that sink in for a second. She's Catholic.
0: Is that is that a made-up position, or is there already an ambassador to the Vatican?
2: The Vatican is a country, so they need they need an right. ambassador. So there
0: is an ambassador to the Vatican already. Yes.
2: yes. So she is the ambassador to the Vatican now. Remember, she's Catholic. So is Gingrich. But remember, they had an affair for five years while he was still married to his previous wife, and she got MS. And so uh, Gingrich divorced her and married Callista. I think it's
0: Callista. Sounds right. Yeah, it is. Yeah, she's the one that looks like an owl. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> she's now so. I mean, this this is perfectly in tune with what Trump
0: does, but to the Vatican, and and they'll that'll be fine. That'll be fine. The hypocrisy knows no bounds. (laughs) Look at Mike Pence. He's okay with all of this shit. Yeah. At least publicly, privately. I don't know what he's saying to mother, but. uh. (laughs) Gross. I mean, yeah, that doesn't spread. But I have a feeling Pope Francis. He's not going to be okay with this. Yeah, I don't think he's okay. Because isn't Trump trying to meet him on his little nine-day trip this week? He's going to the Vatican, yeah. He is going to. So I'm curious how that's going to go down. Yeah.
3: I mean,
2: she's an adulteress, documented adulteress.
0: She's got money, and money trumps all. Yeah. No pun intended. <laughs> but it's the honest truth. Yeah. Yeah. If she was just some normal person with who had no ties and no influence, and they said, yeah, we're going to make you the ambassador, they would be going fucking crazy. Yeah. But the fact that she's a Gingrich, and she's got money now, and she's got influence, oh, well, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Grab him by the pussy. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I just thought I'd throw that in because I was
2: astonished, but then not surprised.
1: <laughs> and then you
2: well, go, listen, "Oh, the, well, of
1: course, <laughs>
0: of course." The moment Pence didn't drop out of the race, when the tape came out with Trump, that right there should have explained everything to you. Yeah, Ooh. that the want for power over overshadows any of your so-called religious beliefs. Yeah.
2: Mm. Oh yeah, the things that you want to do—repealing taxes and abolishing uh, um, abortion—all of that trumps. Everything else. Everything else that that man does. Mm. And the Republicans, I haven't looked at the news in the last hour, hour, but hopefully they're getting on board now.
1: Mm. We'll see. So, uh, yeah, don't let's know. talk about it. So, I wanted to mention this before we got into the more recent events. Um, Trump, on Saturday, uh, gave a speech to the graduates of Liberty University, which is, if you're not familiar with Liberty University, I, I don't know all the details, but it's a Christian. well Yeah, it's Falwell's yeah. university. It's... I wouldn't say it's a bullshit school. I'm hmm. sure that they actually do learn stuff, but it's all based on, not all, but it, a lot of it is based on Christian studies.
0: I believe they don't allow interracial coupling at Liberty University, or you're not no. allowed to hold hands or something.
1: I believe. I, I have heard that. I, I might- don't know if it's still true, but yeah. I yes.
0: That might have been when I was in college. I heard that, and that right. was like, what, like 50 years ago? <laughs>
1: so he said to, these, uh, to the kids graduating, uh, and some of it's – Fine. Be totally unafraid to challenge entrenched interests and failed power structures. Relish the opportunity to be an outsider. Uh, Embrace that label. And he goes on to, you know, challenge different systems. But uh, one of the things he said was, and this was obviously just because he's at a Christian university. In America, we don't worship government. We worship God. Mm and uh he goes on to tell them how that they they need to challenge the political structure and basically be a rebel i guess
2: Re- rebel against your religion first then we can talk
0: <laughs> yeah. i didn't even want to watch that speech i had heard it i heard that he was going there and i just was like just so disgusted that yeah. <laughs> i just moved on yeah i caught the little clips I think he, I heard that he talked about himself quite a bit too.
2: Well, he
1: can't help it. I'm sure. I, I can't imagine he went anywhere without doing that. I just wanted the we worship God in this country. Yeah, that's a that's a good thing for the president to say. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, I don't honestly believe that Trump believes that statement. No, but I know he's saying it to pander to these fucking people.
2: Oh yeah, well, he, he's he's just goodness. treating this like a campaign stump speech, and he's yeah. just you know wrapping up the vote for 2020. So
1: yeah. All right. So. The more recent news, the stuff that's going on right now, and this is all around Trump. There were several different things that came to pass, and we can talk about them all wrapped together. But way, way back, on day seven of Trump's, after he was inaugurated, his actual being president, day seven, he had a private dinner with Comey. And according to Comey, asked for his loyalty. He asked him if he could count on him if he was going to be loyal. And Comey said, I'm not going to say yes to that. I can tell you that I'm going to be honest. And so Trump asked him again later on, you know, can I count on your loyalty? And again, Comey said, no. And then the third time Trump asked, he said, he said in a different way and said, your honest loyalty or yeah, that's how he said it. And Comey was like, "Uh, sure, you'll have you can have that. So he basically is. Trying to corner Comey and saying that he was going to be, you know, he could, Trump could count on Comey to, to you know, toe the line, whatever it was.
0: It's worth noting, though, that this is coming from Comey's side of the story. It absolutely
1: is. And Trump says yeah. that never happened. We'll get to that, uh, the counter to that a little bit later. Then, uh, So on May 9th, as it comes down, Trump fires Comey. All throughout the decisions. next day. I mean, that, that, the news, the media and everybody went crazy because Comey was leading the Russian investigation into Trump's administration. He's the lead investigator and Trump fired him. Yeah. Campaign, sure, not, sure. Not administration, yeah. campaign. Good point.
0: It's also worth noting that Comey had just asked for more funds about a week before this. Which again. They've been denying that. They, Are you going to get to the, Trump? No. Oh, Trump, yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: So then the, the for the whole next day. Trump's staff comes out, like, Conway came back out of nowhere. Uh, Sean Spicer, all the different people were saying, well, look, we he did this. He sent out the letter and fired him on recommendation from the deputy attorney general.
0: Ron Rosenstein. Stein. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> Rosenstein. <laughs> Sorry. I, first of all, that exchange between her and Anderson Cooper was... Just mm, many feet. But since that conversation, I've been getting it wrong both ways each time. Yeah, I know. Steen, now Stein, I'm thinking Stein, about I keep,
1: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it is. It is Stein. It's like Frankenstein. That's uh, OK. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, Kellyanne Conway in her statements did the exact same thing and said she was talking how this isn't like Rosenstein and <laughs> Cooper's it's Rosenstein.
0: <laughs> Actually, you sure it's not the other way around? I'm pretty sure because because I heard the joke saying, oh, I'm sure Bruce Springsteen or Bruce Springsteen doesn't mind that.
1: Right. They, yeah. The, who was it? Colbert switched in a couple names and changed them right. around. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I could be wrong.
0: Oh, my God. What is it now? Anyway,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm right. But in any case, so the deputy then di- dis- district
2: uh, uh, attorney, let's just go with that.
1: <laughs> so he uh, he he then Trump came out and said. To, uh, what's his name? Lester Holt. Lester Holt. In an interview. So, on camera, Trump said, no, it was my decision. I did that. I was planning on doing it anyway.
2: It was already decided.
1: It was already decided. And then he starts talking about the Russian investigation. So, he immediately goes from, it was my decision, to talking about the Russian investigation, back to, so it was my decision. Doesn't say that I fired him because he was investigating my campaign and how the Russians might be involved, but transitioned with no transition from saying it was my decision to the Russian thing back to it was my decision without missing a
0: beat. Yeah, so Part it's well, he does. He percent. does kind of come out and say at that point he's like, "I started thinking about this Russia thing." He says, yeah. "By the way, I can't believe not people have bust him on that. Um, this Russia thing in Trump and it's made up news, so I let him go." So he basically said he fired him yeah. because of the Russia thing. Yeah.
1: Right. If that isn't obstruction of justice, just in case that wasn't enough obstruction of justice. <laughs> Trump then met with the Russians. Uh, the oh, I don't have it in front of me. But uh, K- the, the Kislyak two. And,
0: yeah.
1: uh, what, what are the, this, their names? Their first name.
0: It's Sergei Kislyak Sergei. and Sergei something other. Yeah.
1: The two Sergeis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, had a meeting with them in the Oval Office, which some people are saying that's unprecedented. Why did you invite Russians, you know, Russian diplomats into the Oval Office? That's not unheard of. But then the uh,
0: day after the firing, <laughs> right?
1: Uh, but then some other people are saying, no, he's not the first person to do that. But then. There's no confirmation. They had an Obama guy on who – and they he was asked, well, did did, Ob- did President Obama, when he was president, did he take Russians in the Oval Office? And the guy's like, well, I don't think so, but I wasn't there. So, mm. But in any case, I don't care what room they were in. I, I really they're don't. I mean,
2: they were definitely in the White House before. Whether they're in that room or not doesn't really matter.
1: Yeah. I mean, mm. except for the fact well, that Trump has left – you know, security stuff just laying out on his desk while he's had visitors previously.
0: True. Well, not just laying it out. He <laughs> grabbed it and showed it to him. In this case, apparently he did. Yeah. But, but what's, least what's even... Cra- what's crazier about this story to me is the only reason we even know about it is because the Russians took pictures and posted them up. There was no United States media allowed on this one. Right. Well, I think... So if... The- it was supposed to... The, the photographer
2: for the White House was there, but no media from the U.S. And I think... In theory is – the theory is that um, he thought that the photographer that the Russians brought with him was just kind of their
0: official photographer, not news media. Right. Right. But if that hadn't happened, if that hadn't gotten released, would, I don't even know if we'd know about this. No, because we don't get the visitor logs. So, no, we wouldn't right. have known. Because every time they show the pictures now, they have to put property of the Russian whatever in the corner. Tass. Of yeah. the picture. Yeah. it's. it's I mean, that's <laughs> <laughs> the day after. Come on. Yeah. Now,
2: we would have known, though, that um, the Russians were in the White House because the one guy was actually interviewed. Remember the smarmy response he gave to? Did you hear? What did you think about oh, Kermis yeah. being fired? So You kidding? You kidding me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is a high level of confidence to pull that joke off. And he's in the White House.
0: <sighs> anyway. What- <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's incredible. <laughs> what happened next? So
1: then, as it comes out, the someone who is in there, is a, a member of the administration, possibly, we don't really know who, some people, maybe aides, somebody decided, wait a minute, what Trump just told the Russians should not have been said Mm,
3: this could get this
1: could put people in danger it was what what do they call it code word clearance level yeah it is the highest of high classified information apparently now we know that the information came from israel israel Mm. shares secret information with the united states they're one of what six or seven partners or allies that can we share information back and forth with Mm -hmm. trump apparently just shared this information The Russians, being who they are, the Russian intelligence, can fairly easily—the news media figured it out within 24 hours. The Russians definitely could go, oh, okay, it's good that we know this, went back and can easily figure out where the information came from. It was about ISIS. It was about plans ISIS might have. It could easily endanger the lives of Israeli— Operatives. Operatives. Yeah. So somebody in the room went, I need to tell somebody this, and they— went and they contacted the cia and the nsa and said the president just told high russian officials this information a like a blitzkrieg happened within those organizations to try and wrap up to see what was going on to prevent any disaster from actually happening and somebody within Mm. those organizations then went to the washington post and leaked that uh trump had said this yeah now if you work at Washington Post and you take your job seriously, say you're the chief editor, and so and somebody comes in and says, I have this story that the president of the United States just gave classified information to the Russians, do you immediately go to print? No, of course not. Right. If
2: you're the National Enquirer, you might, but not if you're the yeah. Washington
1: Post. They're going to verify. <laughs> They're going to make phone calls. They're going to verify that, that this is factual information before they go to print Mm -hmm. before they make it news so the idea that well we don't know if it's true i'm pretty sure that if the washington post is going to put out this about the president they're going to be pretty sure it's true
0: yeah yeah considering the scrutiny that he puts on them anyway right and then not too
1: long later the new york post came out and said that we verified it yeah through their sources right through separate sources now I guess they Ryan's previous come on they, they could be this they could be the same sources since they not they don't you know tell each other who their sources are. Sure. They, but the, each one is going to verify through multiple of their own sources. So then, after all of this has come out just today, Comey has come out with this other memo. and apparently when he has meetings with Trump that go weird, pretty much yeah. all of them, I'm guessing. he writes down what was said. Directly after, so that he has a record of what was said and how it was said. And the memo that he had written up, and this was a meeting with Trump in February, said that Trump asked him to go easy on Flynn, to make the investigation on Flynn go away. This was right after Flynn was fired. So I
2: fired him, so can you just drop it now? Kind yeah, of thing.
1: Yeah. yeah. Could you just make it go away? This is a I suppose it depends on how you read it. Now that I've heard some Republicans come back on it, <laughs> but it is a obstruction of justice. When the president goes to the FBI director and says, "Hey, that investigation you're doing, make it go away." That's an obstruction of justice. Yes. Oh, yeah. Now Trump can't be charged with it because he's president, but if we but were he, Why not? Well, because he's president, you can't charge you can't charge the president. president a sitting president. No. Yeah.
2: He could be impeached. Because of it.
1: Oh, okay. But that takes the actions of the Republican House. Right. So we're now back in the hands of people like John McCain and Lindsey Graham and Marco Rubio, has actually spoken out
0: about this.
2: Well, Chaffetz spoke out about this.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, a little bit. He wants the memo. He wants the memo, yeah. Right. So, so is the tide turning? This, well, th- that this memo thing just popped up, what, in the last couple hours, right? Yes. This is brand new. I mean... You know, I've been following this all week and, you know, I know Lindsey Graham held – headed up that Senate committee where they talked to uh, Clapper and Sally Yates and I was like, well, you know, Lindsey Graham may – you know, he seems like he might be on the right track here. You know, I don't agree with him on everything and then I saw an interview with him right after the uh, – I don't know, one of the 15,000 things that happened this week. Yeah. And <laughs> they're like – well, do you think we need a independent inquiry into this? And he's like, well, I'm not ready for that yet. Yeah. I don't think so. I think we're doing fine. That's why I threw up my hands in the air. I'm like, we're fucked. These yeah. guys aren't going to do anything. But then the next day, I saw a video of, there was some vote going on in the Senate for something to do with, uh, I don't know, some company wanted to dump some bullshit somewhere, some, some sludge or something like that. Some Republican-type awful corporate thing that they wanted to do. Yeah. And in the corner, you could see John McCain fighting with a couple other senators. John McCain does not look like he's fucking happy about what's going on. Now they needed, uh, however, you know, however many votes they needed to get it done. And this was imme- oh, immediately after the firing. And apparently John McCain is not too happy about the firing of Comey. Well, I shouldn't. So he's yeah. arguing with these two guys and they're like, come on, we need your vote and this and that. And he's like, nah, this motherfucker, what is he doing? He fired <laughs> Comey, and this and that. And, finally, McCain puts hands up. He goes, you want to see what I'm going to do? And he walks over to the kid who does the voting thing, and he puts a thumbs down. He goes, fuck it, I'm not voting for this thing. Huh. And uh, they didn't get the vote through. And the kid's like, John McCain, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, there I guess there is hope. I mean, how many hits can these can this party fucking take? How important
2: is their agenda that they can
0: overlook the this? That's all I hear is like, look, they want to get in as much as they can before he goes. But they can't. I mean this this is going to stick to them for a long time.
2: And there's no there's no air to breathe anymore. All of it, all it is 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 Trump. All it is is disaster and chaos out of the White House. There's no room for them to do anything. Just give up and move on.
0: And what, I know try again. Yeah, You're still going to have Pence. <laughs> yeah. You still control all this shit. That's exactly Why? what I was going
1: to say. Yeah. yeah. If you impeach Trump, Pence is now in in the presidency. Why can't you still do your what you want to do. Why because, does this
0: stop you?
2: Because it's going to take them minimum six months to impeach him. Minimum. And it's all they're going to do for the next six months. So that, well,
0: not only that, it looks bad. Yeah. With it, their, They're going to impeach their own guy. But it looks so much worse if they don't impeach their own guy. Oh, I agree. I agree. <laughs> And if you ever thought, I mean, if you've
1: ever argued with any sort of Republican who said, oh, I can't vote for Hillary, look what she's done with her email server, and they continue to support Trump after this, that email server is nothing. I mean, okay, let's consider a worst case scenario, that there was classified information on her email server, and that she forwarded it to someone. That's nothing in comparison with just handing over the information to your Russian diplomats. Rivals.
0: Yeah. I get the best intel. Look at my intel. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> what it was. It was bragging. Yeah, I know something you don't know. Holy crap! But Ray, they will overlook it. That's <laughs> the sad part. His numbers have not. Sh- he is still solid with his base. Oh, the diehard fans.
2: It's a, it, so. I wandered over to um, the the subreddit, the Donald, and all they're talking about is this Alex guy who, I don't know, he's some poor kid that was shot on the street, and it's all turning into a Clinton conspiracy. All they do anymore is well, what was it? Jeffrey Lord was on CNN the other night. All he does is say, well why do we, we shouldn't know about this. It's a leak. We need to investigate the leak. Why we know this? They, they never talk about the actual problem. They talk about the leak. And it's this Well, that's because those
0: CNN anchors never go, you're telling me the leak's more important than what yeah. we found out? Yeah. For real? Jeffrey Lord is a piece of shit too, but... <laughs> yeah, he is a piece of shit. I but mean, when I talk to, when I talk to people who support Trump, uh, and these again, these are people hard, you know, blue collar guys who don't follow the news nearly as much as I do because I fucking live, breathe, and eat this shit every goddamn minute of the day. It's killing me. But uh, you know, I said, well, what do you what do you stand on this this firing of Comey? He's like, I'd fire the guy too if he were investigating me. I'm like, but what about the investigation? <laughs> Eh, that? I go, do you think any of it's true? Eh, it's it's probably made up. It's probably all made up. Yeah. I go, really? I go, you think they're spending all this time on this On made up shit? Yeah, I don't care. Well, listen, I couldn't vote for Hillary Clinton. She's such a goddamn crook. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how they end it. And I'm just like, I don't even, you cannot even argue with that. No. Wow. You know, it's like, where do you go from there? You, there's nowhere to go. I think McCain
2: needs to stand up. He's the one, and he's the only person that can turn all those people because he is a dyed in the wool Republican, goddamn war hero.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, they really need. He, what he really needs to do is they got to stop giving these goddamn wishy-washy answers mm-hmm. of well, this and that. What I'm just is like, look, I'm done with this shit. I'm, <laughs> this guy's off, and we got to get you know, and just say it out loud. And I'm yeah. telling you, you will get people. Absolutely. Just do it. Get a backbone. All Paul Ryan, somebody. Did you see Paul Ryan's did what they did with him on Saturday Live this week? <laughs> yeah, that was a great representation. I he makes me eat dog food <laughs> because you are a bitch, Paul Ryan. Yeah.
2: Oh my god. When we we do how many times have we said this on this podcast? When is it enough? Is this
0: enough? <sighs> well, I don't know. The, the, listen, the other problem is is that the Democrats have horrible people representing them on their side. Yeah. Nancy Pelosi,
2: Chuck Schumer, these these people are awful. <laughs> now, well, Nancy Pelosi was on I don't know some CNN town hall thing last night. She was she sounded quite coherent. It's actually pretty good. Yeah. We didn't watch the whole thing, but what we saw st- was
1: good. I still don't agree with her on a lot of things, uh, but I mean, you know, sure. at this point, yeah, she's a politician. Okay. Yeah.
2: Well, it, I would not, I I would like this to not be a partisan thing. I would like this to be a. He's hurting the country. He's hurting our standing in the world. He's hurting the
0: world just by his existence.
2: That's true. Get together and solve this issue. And if You're we- right
0: when I mention, yeah, when I say that the Democrats have bad people on their side, that's more or less to get like the American public against him. Sure. I mean, I'm sure Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer could go and, and you know make a plea to John McCain or somebody and be like, God damn it, please, can we do this? Yeah. You know, you have everything already. <laughs> just to- <laughs> we will work with you. I just meant like those two are just not lighting the world on fire, swinging people to their side. Oh no, no, no.
2: they're they're not yeah. exactly charismatic leaders. No,
0: <laughs> no, and they won't talk about single payer. But f- fuck them in their healthcare. But anyway, yeah,
2: <laughs> get to that in a decade or two. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So then, after all this, you have more of the administration coming out to the news, like H.R. McMaster. Which every time I hear mm-hmm. that, I hear H.R. Puffing sure, stuff. But- <laughs> uh, McMaster comes out. I'm just going to call him McMaster. He yeah. is, uh, the, the new national security advisor, right? That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So McMaster came out and, and countered everything. One, he didn't take any questions from the reporters and what he countered was he said, well, what was in there was not in entirely true. I was in the meeting And nothing, Donald Trump did not say anything about the source. So he didn't give away the source of the information, and he didn't give away uh, what country it came from. He just said what the information was. All right, if you're the National Security Advisor, you know that's not enough. I mean, in, in basic training in the Air Force, they taught me that any little bit of information that you give... If you tell your wife, "Hey, I'm going out on a on a on an operation this this week. I'm not going to be here, uh, but I'm going to be in this other country," and she then goes on Facebook and says, "Hey, I'm going to have my my weekend free because my husband's away. Can somebody spend some time with me?" That information. Can then lead a spy to know there's an operation going on. Where does that guy work? He works for this organization. What do they do? Oh, they're mobilizing. They're gonna be mobilizing this weekend. Yeah. The littlest piece of information can be used to put people's lives in danger. The idea right. that the president gave this information to the Russians is beyond treason in my mind. Because mm. well, by the way, a- are
0: not our a- they're not an ally of ours. Right. No. Yes. No. Exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Every person in the military is trained not to do what he did. And he did right. like the worst that of the example of it. Right.
2: Well, McMaster, I, I thought it was, he said, Trump doesn't even know where it came from. So they're not telling Trump where the source of the material right. is. They're telling him it's super, super secret. Don't tell anybody. And he turns around and tells it to the Russians. But yeah, you're right. All they needed was the little thread to pull and they, they unravel the whole sweater. They, they know it, where it came from. And now it's in the news media, of course. So right yeah
0: well it came from israel or israel yeah
2: if the news media can figure out where it came from i'm thinking the russians can figure it out
0: yeah i mean this and this brings up the bigger question which i heard is that they're saying that like intelligence people are now like should we even give the president shit yeah you know (laughs) because like like maybe we should just hold it because he's gonna be fucking leaving it out on the desk check out what i found out this is awesome I get the best information. Oh, my God. (laughs) Now, what I love, too, about what's going on with all this is that they, the Senate committee investigating this wanted Comey to come in and and, and testify. Mm. And Comey said, I'll do that, but only in a public forum. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which leads me – I mean, if you're going to say that, you got some shit that you want the American public to hear. Let me open
2: my journal. Flip, flip, flip.
0: Yeah. Let's talk about these
2: things. That's another thing I wanted to
1: bring up was a lot of the people on CNN are talking about, well, so it's going to be, it's going to come down to he said, he said. What did Trump say? Mm. And what does Comey say? Because it was a private conversation um, about about his memo. You're talking about a guy, uh, the president, who has proven that he is a liar. He lied about Obama. He lied about the inauguration. He pays people to lie for him. And then you have this guy, Comey, who writes down every little thing that happens to him, who keeps well, track of when
2: when there's a possibility that it could be a, there could be a disagreement I don't he, did, right. he, he didn't write down everything, but he knew every interaction with Trump he wrote it down what happened what was said
1: and he is known for high levels of integrity. Now, yes. whether or not you agree with that, everything, every decision the guy has made is really mm-hmm. – it doesn't matter. He's His opponent in this whole thing is a known professional liar and con man. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. It is not – yeah, he, he said, he said. It is he said and reliable sourced material, he said. Yeah. It's not even – and the fact that Trump is threatening him with uh, recordings huh? – bring yeah, them on. Comey
0: does not seem like the <laughs> type of guy you want to fuck with. No. You know.
2: You don't, get, you don't get to the head of the FBI by accident.
0: Yeah. I mean, listen, and there is a ton on this. There's, there's so many different layers to this, too. There are liberals out there who think that the Russia thing is just smoke and that there's, because a lot of liberals equate it to saying that Russia fucked the election up for Hillary, when obviously, in my opinion, the Russia thing was like 5-10% of that. But still, mm. still having a foreign country get into our fucking election is still bad, in my opinion. It needs to be investigated. And I see fights over that. I see fights mm. over people saying, "Well, you liberals wanted Comey fired when you did the thing with for Hillary," and you know, and there's some truth to that too. Yeah, I didn't know there was a Trump investigation going mm. on then. <laughs> but but ultimately, what I can't figure out is this: Is Trump really that fucking stupid? Mm. He's not like, used to people challenging him. I, I, I understand that, but I mean, listen, I, have never, I am never going to rise to the heights that Donald Trump has risen to, money-wise, status-wise, and all that shit. Now, Granted, he had a leg up, but I'm just never going to get there. I mean, Jesus Christ, he's the president. Yeah. But I am smart enough to know that if I was getting investigated, that if I would just willy-nilly fire the guy who's investigating me saying, well, it's all bullshit. It's not real. That's why I fired him. Mm-hmm. That That doesn't put a gigantic spotlight on me. To say that I'm fucking guilty? Like, how come I, does he not know
1: that? Well, uh, so two things on this. One, I think he's lived such a privileged life and people have taken care of things for him for so long that yes, he has never learned that you can't just get away with doing this. And, and secondly, I think John Oliver said it best when he said, is Donald Trump really this stupid? Question number two, does Donald Trump think the American people are really this stupid? And question number three, are the American people really yeah. this stupid to buy it?
0: I think unfortunately that's-
2: there's a decent sized chunk that are.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Know? Well, I don't even know if they are; they just don't care. Sure, it doesn't impact their day to day life, so they don't care. Or, or to them, they they because I mean, listen, he really fired up the people that voted for him. I mean, we'd never mm. seen anything like this before. Fights breaking out, friends un- being not friends with other people because of this and stuff like that. For them to admit now four months in, mm, yeah. <laughs> or five months in, that they might have made a mistake? I mean, I guess they're not ready. I mean, I was told, too, hey, Jared, you better support your president. And I was like, are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> but they'll they'll equate anything. I mean, like, just imagine, because um, remember, I'm from Earth 1. You all live on Earth 2. <laughs> Somehow I slipped in here. But on Earth 1, if Hillary Clinton said, eh, I'm going to put Chelsea in charge of oh my God. everything... And give her a position here. It's unpaid. Don't worry about it. But she has an office in the White House and like that. That these people wouldn't be losing their shit over this. Oh, my God. And when I brought this up, they got some convoluted fucking answer about how it's good that Ivanka and Jared are in there. And I'm just like, yeah, you can't just, you can't win. No. But let me ask you to this. Mm-hmm. It's looking really bad for Donny Tiny Hands. Oh, it
2: really is. Really
0: bad. Dude. Do- And I've I said this last week on the show that despite all this stuff, I keep thinking it's just not. He's going to be here for four years. This is not just going to pan out. Do you think something happens comes out of this? I think it has to. Yeah, it has to.
2: All right. I think so. It won't be. It won't be fast. It will be ugly as hell. Either that, or he tomorrow morning will resign.
0: Oh God, that would be great, (laughs) wouldn't (laughs) it? That would just be. I mean, like it would be so nice. I took an hour break the other day from news, just listened to music in my car. Mm And did some work, and it was great. It was great. <laughs> it was absolutely great. <laughs> so, because I know the fight will continue with Pence, but I will enjoy that one day. I will take a 24-hour break yeah. if he resigns tomorrow.
2: Yeah. I, I hope that he is considering it. Just because there's too much aggravation, I can't deal with it anymore, I want to go back to Milani, go back to New York, and stay with Baron and do what I was doing. This isn't fun anymore. I quit. <laughs> I,
0: don't I, don't know. Know. I hope so.
2: His, I don't think his ego will let him do it, but...
0: Well, yeah, the ego, but the ego and the fact that he hates the fucking job are really going to clash, Yeah, you know, but again, if he finds some way to spin it, because if we know the other thing too, Donald loves lying to himself, Mm. he'll just make some bullshit thing up and, you know, oh man, if he does that and my prediction came true again, I'm going to start a new business (laughs) as a (laughs) soothsayer. So is this the
2: first big thing, and this is the biggest one so far, but is this the first big thing that's happened like on a Tuesday, early in the week, I mean? Not just before the weekend when people tend to forget things. And the news media is not paying as much attention because they they have weekends, too.
1: No. No. I mean, well, the firing of Comey was on a Tuesday.
2: Was it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, he didn't think that was going to be that big of a deal, though, because he figured that everybody was all pissed off at him. All the Democrats are pissed off at him because of the whole Hillary stuff.
0: Right. He must have the biggest cavalcade of morons around him. Yeah. Well, he's sur- not one part. <laughs> he surrounds himself with yes men. That's what he does. Because if they feed I his I guess ego, so. Not one person was in there going, eh, do you have any idea how bad this is going to look <laughs> if you do this? And no, the Repu- the Democrats are not going to be happy. <laughs> well, I think I think a big part
2: of that, though, is because his circle is so small now. I mean, nobody knew he was going to do it. Spicer didn't know he was going to do it. His circle is so small because he doesn't trust anybody that there's nobody to tell him no anymore. He told like three That's people. I, I think it was him, Sessions, and the, the the poor deputy sap who was like, oh, crap. No, I didn't say that. Oh bunk
0: <laughs> so <laughs> crazy times i just love
1: i love how lester Holt was able to word things mm-hmm. in a way that trump was like no it was my decision because trump can't he can't let anyone else have credit so he had to take credit for it i think we just <laughs> need to do that more on the comey thing so that. Trump comes out and says, "Well, yeah, of course I told him not to investigate Flynn. Well, <laughs> you're
0: looking for it? damn it! Yes, I ordered the code red. Exactly. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, I want. I think that uh, there was a guy. I don't know what his name is. I don't know. Don't know who he is. I wasn't paying that close of attention. But I think he was baiting Trump. I think he was wording it in such a way that Trump could say, yeah, yeah, that's what I did. I, I of course told Comey to you know drop the investigation because well I fired him, so of course it was all right to do
0: that.'" <laughs> You gotta, you gotta word in a way of like, if you, like, even if he starts denying it, be like, well, you know, you're like the boss of the country. You're pretty much allowed to do whatever you want. And the president, right. you're held to a higher regard. So, I mean, you could do that, right? And then he would be like, well, oh, I really did do it. <laughs>
2: Just bait him. All you have to do is bait him.
0: Yeah. It's like, I don't know if you guys watch uh, Seth Myers and his, uh, yeah. Uh thing. not every night, but yeah. uh well he did when he was talking about this, he's like, You could get Trump to admit to murdering somebody if you just <laughs> insisted that he didn't have the manpower to do it. <laughs> that he wasn't man enough to kill this person. He would immediately go, Yes I did, I murdered that guy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, the ego would win. Yeah.
0: It seems like
1: it wouldn't be that difficult, but at the same time he only watches so much cable television because his aides try and keep, you know, his head <laughs> away from it. So it might be mm-hmm. difficult.
0: And he gets his extra scoops of ice cream and his extra sauce for his chicken.
1: <laughs> and don't exercise too much because your body is like a battery. It only has so much energy. It's, just, you it's exercise. a finite <laughs> amount
0: of energy. Yeah,
2: That was such a weird story. How could he possibly believe that? That's why he only golfs. It's so
1: weird. Because he also believes he came up with the phrase, prime the pump. <laughs> 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 he actually <True>. believes that. <laughs> Did you have you heard that phrase? That comes from Trump, didn't you hear? Yeah,
2: he yeah, made I that
0: know. up.
2: I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god!
1: All right, I think we've uh, I think we've gone on long enough. Unless somebody <sighs> has something else.
0: No, no, nope. last chance. I think I'm good.
1: All right. <laughs> if anybody has any questions or comments, please feel free to leave it on the website, ProfaneArgument.com. You can also send us a message on Twitter at ProfaneArg or email us godless at profaneargument.com. If you've enjoyed the podcast, there are several ways you can support it. You can uh, join Audible at audibletrial.com slash profaneargument. You can leave reviews on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, wherever you happen to listen. Or you can share the podcast on social media or support it directly by buying a Profane Argument t-shirt on our homepage. Uh, if you would like to listen to other podcasts that uh, are similar in some ways, <laughs> they're, they're all humorous, I believe, and enjoyable, uh, you can go to soon to be named network.com and check out the different shows that are on there. There's a variety of shows, a lot of gamers, pop culture,
0: that sort of thing.
1: want to thank everybody for listening. And until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen.
0: This is Ian. I mean, I'm Jared. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Good night. And may your God go with you.
0: Tell me, out.